This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now, look at the sky outside. It's great. You look at the forecast for the whole week. It looks great too. Is it going to stick around for, I didn't look at the two weeker. I usually do, but you know what? I'll enjoy these nice sunny temps for now. We're done. We're done. 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 Oh, no more snow. Yeah. No more shit. We're just done with it. This needs to stay this way for a while. We're going to hit the 20s this week. Giddy up, baby. Yeah. It's uh, the countdown to a nice spring, I think. I think, because I put my patio furniture out. Actually, I spent the entire weekend doing yard work, and a lot of questions have come in. I posted a TikTok, which is weird for me to say, because I've never said that before. I posted a TikTok of how I did my grass. People are asking questions. Oh, why'd you put compost on your grass? Why'd you spread dirt out there? Mm, Look at you with a little, are you going to, is that your angle, by the way? Because I feel like everyone's got to have an angle on TikTok. Sure. I feel like you might be the garden guy. Garden slash cook. You could do that too when it's not summertime. Yeah, I could. And I probably will. You know, I went through this, uh, I've resisted change on a couple of the social platforms. You don't say. I, I. (laughs) You know what? I I use Facebook begrudgingly. I don't love Facebook. I don't think anybody loves Facebook, but it's there. It's like the granddaddy. You know, you kind of got to respect it even if you don't like it. Right. Twitter was mine. But Twitter has gone through so many changes, and Twitter has made it abundantly clear that unless you're going to pay them money, they don't give a fuck about you. And all right, I don't need to be on there. doesn't really matter to me. Mm -mm. So I'll use Twitter occasionally just for reading, snooping. I need a new platform that I can use. And at first, everybody said, oh, Snapchat. Snapchat's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, it's A lot of the shine has come off Snapchat since its heyday. I like Snapchat, but I like it not for public. I do it for personal. Okay. So it's only my friends and family on there. But to each their own. Some people welcome anyone into their Snapchat world. I decided to use TikTok. Tried it out this weekend. And it was so funny. Kat and I did an event on Saturday, which we'll tell you guys about in a few minutes. And I said to her, and I felt like a, I felt like a, a broke friend asking for a loan. <laughs> it was bad. I'm like, Kat, can you, I don't know if you get this a lot or not, but can you just help me? Can you show me how to use TikTok? Because I didn't know how. And it's not that I didn't know how. I mean, like all other social media platforms, it's not that hard. It's fairly self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. But some people are putting up like motion picture quality videos. Yeah. And I have no idea how to do that. Oh, well, some people are content creators. I mean, I don't... I, I'm sometimes quoted as being a content creator, like when I speak to people and when I do interviews and stuff, which I did a really cool one over the weekend, I'll tell you guys about, but I am not, like I actually am not, I don't think of myself as a content creator, but because I do have like an angle, and this is what I mean, like because I'm the TikTok text-to-speech voice, that's kind of what I do. I don't put other stuff on there. I don't, not normally anyway, sometimes I will, I'll TikTok, I did that for Vegas, for example, I went to Vegas, I did that, but I feel like I just have like one one area. That's it. Like I'm good with just being the TikTok text to speech girl that talks about TikTok text to speech and has some fun with it. And and every now and again, maybe a celebrity or something will pop up if I could manage to do it. Cool. That's fine. Some people spend all day doing this, Scott. So do not feel bad about that. They literally, this is what they do. And in the States, you actually get paid for it. 
Whereas here in Canada, we don't have a TikTok creator fund. So you're going to see it'll be it'll be less likely that more likely people doing it for endorsement reasons. You can do that less likely for people trying to make money off of it. Yeah. So don't feel bad about it. You should post it because you want to. You like it and post subjects you like. So I love that you started off with a gardening video because you are definitely, if, if I have a green thumb question, much like if you have a TikTok question, I'm going to you yeah. and you'd go to me with the TikTok stuff. This is the thing. So I think that there's a lot of value in that. Oh, we can critique your first TikTok a little bit, sure. But I think the subject matter's fantastic. Thank you. I don't know that it's going to be all gardening and cooking and stuff, although I am very proud of know. the creations that I make outside and in the kitchen. I think that you, I think that that's it, though, because you actually are passionate about it. Yeah. Like, you got to be able to like doing it, not just do it because you're like, I better put a TikTok out. I haven't done it in a while. I'll do one of my shoes. Christ, I haven't posted like, anything in two it, hours. It's fine. Don't You should never feel pressure. You should just do something that comes naturally. Like, oh, this might make a good TikTok. All right, I'm going to do it. You know, like that you want to. Make sure that you're happy doing it. Well, my address on TikTok is the same as all of my other socials. Scott Fox on air. That's Fox with one X. Shouldn't need to be clarified, but apparently it does. Uh, and Cat on TikTok, if you're not already following, is at Voice of Cat. Now, just at a glance, the video that I did, I shot four different videos, stitched them together, bam, all there. How does it look for a first run? I don't think it's terrible, but yeah. I think there's a lot of room for improvement. Do you want me to actually critique it? Yeah, could I think you? Be, okay, so there's a couple of things when it comes to TikTok. When you're flipping through TikTok. This is like getting the principal to grade your paper, <laughs> not just your teacher. I, this listen, is like queen of listen. TikTok. Giving me a critique. I did not create TikTok. So can't, you can't put me that high on the pedestal, truly. Do you I'm, make I, money when a new person I'm, joins? <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't answer some questions. <laughs> but let me tell you something. So when you flip on TikTok, and I'm just going to put my volume up just so you can hear me scrolling, right? Yep. So I've got, here, I'll go to my friends' pages. Right, right away, you know whether you want to see a, a video or not, right? Yeah. My weird party trick. See, she starts with that, and I'm like, what's your fucking weird party trick? She's catching your attention right away, right? That's my friend Shelby, actually. You've got to come up with something catchy at first, right? So that's the thing with the, a lot of these people that I'm playing right now have a lot of followers. That's not even English. Yeah. That's Kine, actually. Kine is from the KW area. Very, very popular on TikTok. 1.4 million followers. Uh, really good. Rec strongly recommend, actually. Really smart math person. Uh, oh, there's Usher. Anyway, all of these TikToks that usually get, are, get a lot of views start off catchy. So my thing for Scott was, okay, you know what? Let me pop yours up. Let me pop yours up right now. And we'll, and we'll go through this together here. Hang on here. Sorry if you're going to hear a lot of I love of that in the, in the pod background. we can do this. If we this can. was on the radio, no, we can't do it on the we'd radio. be in a lot of shit. Because I also don't know what's going to happen. Okay, here it is. Okay, so you also did your dog too. And that, that has more views than your garden. Well, the dog's been up Short. for months. Oh, I've, the dog was up for months. Oh, I oh. only put that up, I put that up months ago. Okay, okay, okay. So let's take a look at this. Okay, so I'll show you guys what I've been up to. All winter, I made my Okay, so I would have right away started with you and your face. Face. Yeah. Oh, you, I don't. I don't you, want people to see me. No, no, because you, you got to catch their attention. And and you know what? You can be a little abrupt because with TikTok, you have to be a little abrupt. You have to catch people's attention right away. I would have flipped it and said, "This is how you do a garden in the spring." Don't tell people this is kind of what I like to. This is how you should do it. Boom! You're catching people's attention. Well, I know how to do a garden. Let me see what this guy's doing. What is he doing differently? They're going to watch a little bit longer when you do that. They won't just scroll on by like, "Oh, I just see top seed oil or whatever or top seed whatever it is." And then whatever the hell it was, you, grass seed it was and a top grass seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I knew it was one of the several things. I just mashed them all together. At least I can pay you back with landscaping <laughs> advice. This is what I'm saying, though, because that's what your TikTok could be. Because you do know what you're talking about. Just keep adding to it. 
That's good, though. So you cut these together. How did you find cutting them together to be? Easy. It was seamless. All in the app, right? Yeah, just load them all in, and it does all the work for you. That's fantastic. I would also recommend you get CapCut, which is a which is a branch of of TikTok that allows you to save everything in Draft. You can save in Draft as well in TikTok, but it brings you all of those things into CapCut and lets you use templates as well. So it'll flash for you. It'll do all these things to kind of help with your video. Look at that lawn. Wow. Isn't that great? Well, that's that's. That's because I there make my go. own compost. That's good. You know what? Like, I'm giving it a little a little like right now. That's Look. great. That's a great first TikTok. I think you're off to a good start. A couple of little things I tweaked to keep people hanging in. Maybe you could have even asked a follow-up if you plan to follow up to them with, with like, what am I missing here? What are your tricks? You could do that if you want. Maybe you don't want to have that kind of relationship with TikTok where you want to answer questions and, and listen to their answers. That's up to you. Should I have given the Chinese government access to my contacts? What yes, are they going to use that every for? time? Don't ask questions. <laughs> yes. You just say allow, 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 allow. Don't ask questions. Honestly, I was setting it up and I was like, ooh, shit, this is the place that the Toronto Star told me to be careful. <laughs> This is so ridiculous. Oh, you know what? The war on TikTok by our elected officials oh. is one of the dumbest things I have ever seen. Like, it's actually almost a little insulting <laughs> to know that these fuckers are leading <laughs> us and they can't figure it out. I had a reporter interview me not long ago, you know, in the in the boardroom. And she's, she's in the middle of doing something. She's like, hang on, I have to bring up my other phone because my company doesn't let me be on TikTok on our company phones. I was like, oh, you're one of those, huh? She's like, yeah, you want to know what the most, the craziest part about that is? And this is a journalist who works for a company that puts stories out there, obviously. I yep. won't name names. She goes, the TikTok stories are the most popular ones we have, but they won't let us put TikTok on our phone. But we have to report on TikTok. You tell me how that, ha like how the heck I'm supposed to do my job. This is the thing. All these <laughs> governments that, that, Went after tick or went after China by banning TikTok. What is one of the most misguided and ineffective things I have ever seen our elected officials do? It's truly dumb that they think that this adds some layer of national security by banning TikTok from some, not all, phones. Yeah. Anything they want to find out, they probably already know. These are people that are floating balloons right over our head. We can't do shit about it. If they want to find stuff out, they'll find it out. TikTok, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's just maddening that they think that that's a solution and they can sleep well at night knowing that they've got TikTok off of some people's phones. It, it's silly to me, but I'm good. Hey, you know what? That actually made me interested in it. And it probably made more people interested in it too. So have a way at it, everybody. Enjoy your time on TikTok and don't worry about the prime minister and, and the president and all those other people. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Leafs yet. No, not ready, huh? I'm not ready yet. No, you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about the Leafs. Leafs in seven. Leafs in seven. That's the That's only optimistic spin that you could put on this. The <laughs> only way that you can look at that shit sandwich and enjoy eating it is to say, Leafs in seven. I got a, I got a D. I told you about this on Saturday, and we're still going to talk about that event we went to. I told you on Saturday, I got reached out to by NHL.com. So they put out an article about me yesterday. I was like, cool. They just, they were just interested in who's a who's a fan of what, you know, hockey team. That's it. And this guy writes about all kinds of things. Uh, Dan, he's really great. He, I chatted with him for quite a bit uh, yesterday. So he publishes this. And I'm like, yeah, cat, Leafs fan, go Leafs. And then the Leafs lost. And I was like, well, I look like a dumb, dumb, don't I? But you know what? Leafs and seven is damn right. You have to stay optimistic. 
What happened what last night? What other choice do we have? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> is this a case of they thought, oh, wow, this is Florida, not Boston. Thank God it's not Boston. This is ours. And they just got really cocky and really arrogant and, and didn't remember to actually play the game. Is that what this is? Yeah. Is it a curse? Or is it that Florida is just that underrated a team, flew under the radar, barely squeaked into the playoffs, and has taken everybody out? Yeah, I think, so the best critique I heard on this, because I, I don't know if I would be the number one person to ask in terms of technique, and it was everything there, what was missing, what was there. Obviously, we're missing the goalie for a good chunk of the game, the, our main one, so that sucked. But aside from that, there there seems to be, I do agree with the thought that there seems to be something missing even between these two series like whatever was there for the lightning seems to be missing a little bit for the Panthers and I can't quite figure out what it is it's two things like yeah can you pinpoint it Matthews and Mark other than so what happened to them though where is it the passion though like what is it I don't know if it's passion or if it's pressure did they figure it would be easier I don't know if they figured it would be easier. I have to think on some level they did because we all thought the same thing. Oh, fuck. We got the eighth seed instead of the first seed. This is great. Well, I mean, careful what you wish for. Florida is, Florida is this year, sorry, Boston is this year what Florida was last year. Best team in the regular season. Mm. And, and yeah, got to kind of respect that. Yeah, sure. Even if it wasn't this or this as good this year as it was last. There we go. I uh, I think that they're still an excellent hockey team, and they're just beating us. They've also got a red-hot goaltender, and I don't know how you stop that. Yeah. When you've got a goalie that's just seeing everything, he's stopping you. It's not that the Leafs aren't taking shots. Maybe they're not taking great quality shots, but they're certainly taking them. They're just not going in. I, I think the Leafs are probably frustrated, probably in their own head. The fact that they're down three games to none, I don't think that ever crossed their mind. I think they went into that game last night fully expecting that Wednesday they were going to be playing to tie up the series and it was going to be a best of seven. Now, it still could be a best of seven, but they've got to beat Florida four in a row. And frankly, I just don't like their odds on doing that. I think Florida's too good a hockey team. Oh, it's difficult. I mean, we can be optimistic, but are they going to do it? I don't know. I I don't know if it's going to happen. And But if they don't, what happens next is my... I'm so curious what happens next. And I'm talking about... Upstairs. Yeah. What happens next? I have to think that a lot of people are going to get fired. And it's not just going to be, uh, well, if we take out this player and replace him with that player, then we should be good. I think there's going to have to be a major shakeup because this is unacceptable to fans. Mm-hmm. Fans, the goal was never to make it out of the first round. The goal was to win the Stanley Cup. The fact that Boston is out of the way is massive. This could have been what we all wanted. A can, well, actually, it'd be a Leafs Oilers finale probably not going to happen at this point Mm. unless some sort of a miracle happens or unless the Leafs start playing the way they know how because right now they're fucking up the story get back in this guys and get it done I'm not down on them yet or sorry I'm not done with them yet but I am down on them and and they got to figure it out I mean this is where champions are made how are you going to react when you're facing adversity show us yep and if you can't show us then you're not a champion Actually, I say this is your chance. You have four more chances. Yeah. <laughs> make them make <'em> work. <laughs> your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, police are on the hunt for a couple of suspects who walked out of the LCBO in Burlington with over six thousand dollars worth of booze oh just like tra la 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 here i come lcbo store walker's line and dundas street total value of the booze stolen six thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars wowzers they don't stop you like if you go into the lcbo to rob the place they won't resist they're told don't stop the customer let them go yeah they is that the amount of security i remember hearing about this because actually one of my a couple of my friends worked at the lcbo well, we were like in our college days. And I remember them telling me some things about theft that I found very interesting. Now, some of the locations who are kind of prone to it, uh, or quite busy, I should just say, have security built in there. Are they not supposed to stop it? The security that's there? Somebody should stop it. Because on like Friday nights and Saturday, you know, or even Saturday during the day, I've seen security at some LCBO, LCBO locations that are larger. That's what I notice. But they're just supposed to let them walk out and then what? The investigation starts there? Because you know there's cameras. We all know that. There's yeah. a lot of, like, even the parking lot, like, the whole thing is just covered in cameras, which, is again, leads you to wonder why someone would want to do that and risk it on booze. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, Kat, but as I've said many times before, I happen to feel that the government should stay out of business, and, and alcohol sales is something that the private sector does exceptionally well. We do it great in Alberta and many, many, many other places where alcohol sales are privatized, and the government still makes their money from taxes. They just don't actually run the business. Well, if we're in a situation now where we've got all these LCBO stores and people know that they can just walk in and take whatever they want, mm-hmm. no one's going to stop them. That, to me, doesn't seem like an incentive to not rob the fucking place. So I don't understand why, if the government insists on staying in this game, why they don't do something to shore up our inventory. This is our inventory. The people. Yeah. Somebody should be at the front door, probably armed, guarding the place. And if some shithead walks in and wants to leave with a bottle of Patron, shoot him. (laughs) Well, no, don't shoot him. But (laughs) stop it. That escalated quickly. Stop it. Shoot him in the head. (laughs) The, uh, How dare you take Patron? This is great. One of the men had black hair, a mustache, and a white Adidas zip-up with the Italian soccer logo. The other man was dressed in all black. He had a gold pinky ring and sunglasses on his chest. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a movie. Sounds like they got robbed by Mario and Luigi. What happened? <laughs> a pinky? A pinky ring? Finger. There you go. If that sounds at all familiar to you, call the Halton Regional Police or call Crime Stoppers. Again, I just can't understand. Like, don't they have enough footage? Like, they'd say you'd have to take that to your vehicle. You don't get on the on the bus with all that shit. <laughs> like, where's the where's the surveillance app in the parking lot? Like, yeah. you got to figure this out. I don't know. And That's to be honest with you, that location in particular, I know that one because I go to that location fairly yeah. regularly. It's two blocks from a police station. Wow. Two blocks. Ballsy. It's really I don't understand brazen. that. Like, they just went right... Because, okay, I think we all know how an LCBO works. So just talk me through this. Because you go in one way only, right? And then you come out, you exit. There's only one way. So did they go around the cashiers to come out 
or did they try to go out the inn with all this booze? Yeah. Was it in a cart? I was think, it in cases? So I, I didn't see the actual video of this robbery, although as I understand it, it is all caught on video. Typically what happens is these people will go in and they're not even quiet about it. They'll go in, they'll grab a cart, fill it as much as they can, and then book it. Take whatever they can, throw it in the car, and take off, whatever. Sometimes there's a getaway car waiting. It depends on the robber, I guess, and their own personal preference and transportation choices. However, the um, no one stops them. Like, they'll say, hey, you can't take that, or you stop right there. But they're not going to confront them. Not even try and hold them up until the cops arrive. It's it's strange to me, and I understand why. It's for the safety of the employees. Yes, yes, and the customers that are there too. Of course, we don't want we to, don't know. We don't want somebody to lose their life over a six pack of white claw. Yeah, but either way, we still have to stop this shit from happening. And if that means we need to hire private security for every LCBO, and they're there in the the hours that they're open, so be it. I mean, this location just lost 6600 bucks in one shot. Like it's just so ballsy to me. Like places like LCBO, and you know the other one that constantly gets brought up. Shoppers. Oh, yeah. Shoppers. People just love to steal from these places. But the thing is, there's always footage everywhere. Like, there's cameras everywhere. Like, they'll catch you on camera. But I think there's so much of it, though, that the police probably can't even keep up. Like, they probably hear, oh, another shopper's got robbed. Throw it in the we'll never get to it pile. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Because they end up releasing some footage. But, like, I guess if you're doing it in a different city. Like, I just don't know. I don't understand how people just risk it. People risking everything. Is that even a, a deterrent at this point? Like, even if you do get caught, what's really going to happen to you? Yeah. I think the worst of what will happen to you for stealing from an LCBO is you'll probably end up with a criminal record, which we know that may or may not affect you crossing the border and shit like that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to do time for stealing a couple bottles Mm. of booze. You might get a fine. You might have to pay a victim surcharge. That's if they catch you. How much do you how much do you have to steal in order to be jailed? Oh, that's a great question. I don't even know if they would. No, well, like, bur- like there's got to be burglary is a jailable offense, isn't it? At a certain point, I don't you, know how many can... people are in jail for stealing something where nobody got hurt. I, I really don't oh, know. Oh, so it's more if you're in the armed area, that's why it's get armed robbery is one thing, but regular old fashioned robbery with no weapons is different. Five thousand dollars is a very high threshold. Theft under five thousand dollars could be robbing the LCBO. It could be stealing a pack of gum from an SO station. And what about cars? Like, I mean, the car thefts are nuts right now. Yeah, and police are actually making inroads on dealing with that, which is good. I think a lot more people are doing a lot more to protect their own vehicles. But this sort of stuff is happening every day, and you don't hear about it very often. I only noticed this story because, well, for a number of reasons, but also it's near my house, and I. I, I love the description of the suspects as well. Yeah, it's But that scenario. happens all the time. Yeah. Nobody is stopping these people, it's, and they can basically operate with complete impunity. And it's just, it's kind of scary because we know how the economy is going right now. And so who's to stop people are just listening to this even, you know, and, and going, well, fuck it. Really? Like, it's not that bad? Oh, I, need, I could use some money. I could steal some merchandise and try to sell it and make some money. Because there's a lot of people that are struggling right now. So it kind of makes things worse, doesn't it? Uh, that does. Make I don't know. Worse. You know, I, I don't know. That's anyway, that's, that's a, as long as people don't get hurt. I'm never like, I'm a freaking outrage. Cause like for me, like you said, if you, you, you go ahead with your Bud Light cases or whatever you stole, like you didn't hurt anybody. I feel a little bit better about it, but who's to stop the next person from being that person. Right. I just think that at some point we need to send a message. And at some point we need to say, 
you know what? We're not going to allow this. It's not just a help yourself kind of deal here. It's also not fair that some people pay money through the teeth for this shit and others can just walk in and take it. Nobody seems yeah. to care. I, I just think that security would be a good step or just privatize the whole thing and let actual <laughs> business owners figure out how to protect their business like happens in any other industry. We're getting low on time because we do have to do the replay of today's Missed Connections. That's going to come up at the end of this episode. First off, I want to run through a couple of different things, and we're going to start off with the coronation of King Charles. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Did you watch? Um, No, no. Just like I suspected when we were on the pod with Dave on, on Friday, I did just kind of look at what was happening on Instagram. I looked at that. I looked at a couple of TikToks on it. Mainly the stuff that I saw trending had nothing to do with the King's coronation, more so to do with Katy Perry not being able to find her seat. Prince Harry sitting so far away from the family and a lot of people noting how awkward it looks. And they did that to him on purpose to make it look extra awkward and oh, all these other things. Let right? me tell you something about Prince Harry. Prince Harry's lucky he was invited and not kicked out of this family altogether for what he did to this family. The fact that he was there is good on his part. Because he was supporting his dad, probably not the institution of the royalty. The fact that they even let him sit in the third row and didn't kick him out, mm -hmm. that to me, it was class on both sides. No, Harry did not have a right to sit there with William and Kate and the, the grandkids, and I think that's fine. Hopefully, they had a great exchange behind cameras, behind closed doors, and they're on the road to repairing the relationship. I had no problem with him sitting so. back where he was. I did have a problem with Princess Anne's feathered hat because you couldn't see Harry very much. I don't know how he could see the front with that hat on. Charles at times seemed stunned. There was a couple times where he looked up and it was almost like, oh, fuck, I can't believe this is actually happening. This is something he's waited for for 74 years. Imagine thinking about a moment in time that you know is coming. And it's the biggest moment of your life, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, He's known since September when it's going to happen, and been counting down the days since. And when that moment hit, when they put the crown on his head, it was almost like a holy shit kind of moment for him. I am the king! You could see it in his <laughs> face, and it was really, really bizarre. Uh, all in all, it was a lot of money spent on a party, but I've seen us spend yeah. much more on worse things. The entertainment was an issue going into it. They asked a lot of UK stars to perform, and many weren't available or declined politely, like Adele and Ed Sheeran and so on. So they did get the cast of American Idol to perform, Katy Perry and Lionel <laughs> Richie. And, and normally we wouldn't pay much attention to Lionel Richie, but his performance at that thing yesterday was messed up. Like, I don't know if he's just had one too many plastic surgeries and maybe his jaw doesn't work as well as it used to. I don't know if he was on something, or maybe he's just getting too old. But I think he forgot the words to his own song. And I'm also thinking maybe he couldn't hear because it didn't sound very good. Here is the guy who judges other singers. Was that? I'm looking oh, at <laughs> I'm looking at some of the comments from Lionel Richie's performance. Why does Lionel Richie not sound like Lionel Richie? Why does he sound like an a he has an accent? To which someone commented, "All night long, as sung by Sebastian the Crab." <laughs> <laughs> It was a very, um, all of a sudden, an accent, wasn't it? 
<laughs> I don't know what he was going for, but holy shit. That's different. Maybe he was just, like you said, maybe he was in, like, in a different zone. He thought maybe he had to have an accent because a bunch of British people around. Got to sound a little different. <laughs> Got to make sure to speak their language. You're like, no, it's the same one, Lionel. It's fine. On another topic, Kat, we can now finish our book on COVID-19. Three years and three months after they first declared COVID a public health emergency of international concern, the World Health Organization says the emergency is over. Oh, well, there you are. It is the symbolic end to the pandemic. But they say the pandemic's not over and that we all still need to get our shots. Are they still pushing the shots? I can I tell you? I don't know. because I, th- I haven't heard much about it. Honest to God, this is what I thought happened. We got these shots for COVID, and they were said to be the cure. And, and politicians, they all deny it now. But let's not forget history. They all at the time said, this will keep you safe. This will keep others around mm-hmm. you safe. This is safe and effective. That's what they told us. And there was massive coercion. Like, oh, you don't have to take it, but if you don't, you'll lose your job and your livelihood. Or you don't have to take it, but if you don't, you'll never see your family again because they're in another province and you can't take a plane or a train. That sort of shit. And oh, still can't get into the U.S. As of... Is it soon? Is it next week? This Finally? week. Finally? Oh, it is this week. I, I believe it's May the 11th. Okay. The U.S. lifts their restrictions. Yeah. So we remember all that. And I thought that as time went on and more and more people sort of went, wait a second, these shots here, this mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be adding up here. I thought the government sort of realized it too. And maybe even at some levels they did. You don't hear the provincial politicians talking about COVID nearly as much as they used to. But then out of nowhere, they went and opened up an mRNA Moderna factory in Cambridge, or they just announced that they're going to do that. That's going to be opening soon where they'll make respiratory mRNA vaccines here in Cambridge, like not far from where we are now. And and on the federal level, we did drop most of the restrictions, but they also keep reminding us they could bring them back at any time. Mm-hmm. I thought that this gap sort of where we all moved on and kind of forgot about COVID, except for when the government or the who brings it up again. I thought they were using that time to sort of distance themselves from it. But I'm not sure that they're ready to do that. And, and I can't understand why. Uh, we learn more about this virus every single day. And, and we learn more about the, the vaccines every single mm-hmm. day. And I'm surprised that they're still pushing it as aggressively as they are. But either way, the WHO now says the public health emergency of international concern is over. Rest easy, everybody. COVID is good, more or less done. Good to know. I mean, and it's not. And we, but guess what? We treat it usually as kind of like a common cold. Well, it's funny because I remember there was a time not even that long ago where if somebody came into work and, and they went home that day and you found out oh, they had COVID. Oh my God. Did you say it? Did you go near them? No. Oh my goodness. Now you could be sitting in this room with me and tell me you have COVID. And I'd be like, oh, all right, well, maybe put a mask on. You should probably go home or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm not going to race to the ER yeah. and say, give me a swab. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I mean, even if you do catch it. Yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll not talk about COVID too much. We spent way too much time over the last three years wasting our time on that topic. But there's one more thing we want to talk about. This past Saturday, Kat and I did an event. And a couple things about this event that struck me as kind of interesting. Number one, I'm still not 100% sure what the topic was. (laughs) 
I still am not 100% sure okay. what we were talking about. But it was Male Allies and a Leadership Empowerment Summit. Yeah. And it was run by the Women's Center of Halton. Right, who does great work. Women's Center of Halton um, assists women in many different levels, whether they need legal assistance, whether they need help um, to get resources, financial aid, etc. They're kind of just that branch that offers all kinds of great services. Very important that every single community has at least one of these kinds of places, and they do a great job at running that. Absolutely. And and when they asked us to do it, I thought, okay, great. Yeah. And uh, oh, a male allies thing. Okay. That, that's interesting. So we went and we gave a talk uh, about 45 minutes or so, and it was a real intimate setting. For the people that were there, I don't think they were expecting that we were actually going to be there in person, both of us, on a Saturday, talking candidly about mm-hmm. the broadcasting industry. So I think it was probably a bit of a treat for them, but we we did talk about sexism and, and allies and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not sure was, are we trying to get women to not dislike men automatically, but to like the men who are allies and supportive of them. Would you say that that's what the overall message was? Or was it a uh, a push for men to be more supportive of women? Or maybe it was both. I think you Well, there's a couple of things like for me that were takeaways. So this for me going into it was something to, first of all, enc- encourage and welcome in Males that want to be involved, and again, this is a this is a center that deals with women, typically, right? Of course, that's what they did. Um, but they found in doing that that they realized that they wanted to make sure they opened the door for male allies, because, for example, one of the lawyers they have on staff that, or sorry, I shouldn't say have on staff that that does some work pro bono is a male and likes to help the females. And there's a lot of male allies that are involved that will help women. So they didn't want to shut that door. They didn't want to close that door off and say, we're doing events and it's just about women all the time because that's not life. There's a lot of male allies. This was for to open up a conversation um, for me about men being more involved in this and it not just being women helping women. There can also be male allies everywhere. We know that. And so just having a, a frank discussion about that. Where do males fit in? How do we feel that uh, you know, males impact females at work and vice versa, or where where are we at? Where do we need to be? So kind of like an overall conversation. One of the interesting parts for me, though, is that they had opened this up saying, especially males, we want you to attend. Males, this is for you. We need your input. We want your thoughts. We want your stories. We want everything. Your lived experiences. Your lived experiences. Everything you have, whether you are, you consider yourself an ally, whether you hope to gain more insight into how you can become an ally, whatever that means to you. And they did not get nearly the amount of ticket sales that they thought they would. And isn't that interesting? Because you open the door to this thinking, there's people asking that we're asking them for it, by the way. Well, why don't you have enough things for males? Males are helping females all the time. So they did it. And then it wasn't the biggest turnout that they expected it to be. Well, and they told us there was a lot of guys who just flat out said, no, I'm not interested in going to a male bashing session for a day. Which was not it. That wasn't it at all. And and I'm glad that we can clear that up. And I'm glad that we kind of set the tone for it because we were the opening speakers. And we talked about our experience in broadcasting. And basically our message was stronger together. Kat and I are a team in every single way you can, well, every single way except for one. We... (laughs) We, uh, at work professionally support each other. We help each other. I know that we do, she helps me with TikTok. I help her with her grass (laughs) and her garden and, and and, no, but not just that, but even in our professional goals, we set goals for ourselves, and we're slowly, but surely achieving all those goals. And we've done that 
with the help of each other. And and we actually don't, uh, uh, we lean on each other in a lot of different ways. Like here's an example. In radio, one person has to sit at the board and push all the buttons. And that was traditionally what the man in the room did. Cat mm-hmm. and I rotate every single day. Every other day, Cat is the one who is running the board and the computer and playing the music and doing all that sort of stuff. That didn't even happen very often 10 years ago. Yeah, interesting, huh? We we talked about how our show came to be. And, and I said what I've told you guys before on the podcast, that I didn't want a co-host. I wanted a co-host, someone to be my equal. There was a long time in radio where the women that you heard on the radio were, were really only there to giggle in the background. They were really only there to tell you what the weather's going to be or read your entertainment headlines or tell you the traffic. And I didn't want that. I wanted the first voice you hear coming out of a song to be a female voice every now and again. I look at the stats and half of our audience, more than half of our audience, is women. It's ludicrous of me to think that I can accurately speak to the the wants and needs of an all-female audience. This is why I need Cat. This is why I need a strong co-host. And when we told that story, you could see a lot of people thinking, huh, I remember that. It did used to be a lot of men on the radio and just a very small amount of women. But the people who did listen to us have noticed that we're very equal. It's 50-50. Yeah, That's the way it should be. Yeah. And and for me, too, with this this conversation that we had, I I did – I was happy to be able to to talk about the fact that, you know, when it comes to – a lot of the time you hear, like, women, uplifting women, and that's very important. All those things are very, very important. Yes, yes, yes. But the truth is there's there are a lot of male allies out there that are lifting women up. And there's also the opposite, right? There's women who are not helping to lift other women up. Like all these things that may or may not have to do with gender. But at the same time, it's just making sure that everyone is open to the conversation and also understanding little things that you you might say to someone. Like that was another interesting thing. There was a social worker, for example, that was in attendance. It's a male social worker. It's a female-dominated industry. Yeah. Hearing his perspective, I thought, was very interesting too because he's seen and heard all kinds of things. He's been turned down because he's a male nursing same thing right and you no, no no I want like a female you know like uh, there's there's a long ways to go in all ways like in every single industry there's a long ways to go but it was kind of neat to have that conversation and just hear from people and kind of gain new perspectives on it it was also a good thought starter too I mean uh, somebody in the audience made the point you know it's uh, amazing that when I decided I was going to have kids You know, people used to ask me, how are you going to juggle your career with kids? Or when are you going to be back? How long are you going to be off on mat leave? Blah, 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 blah. The guys in in the same office that also have children never once got asked any of those questions. No questions. Yeah. And that's bizarre to me. Mm -hmm. It's strange that we still look at it the way we do. But I think things are evolving slowly but surely. And you mentioned the lawyer there. Part of the reason that the lawyer came up is because the center itself had to have a long conversation. Here's a male, competent lawyer who wants to volunteer pro bono to offer free legal services for women who are fleeing an abusive situation or end of marriage situation. Mm -hmm. They need to get custody of their kids. He was willing to do it all for free. And the center really had to ask themselves, can we align ourselves with a male? Can we bring a male in or are the women going to be too uncomfortable with a male? And in the end, the women who did work with him thanked the center and not one person has said, no, I'd rather have a woman. Yeah. Glowing reviews for him, you know, so that does go to show you it's like an automatic thing. And 
people have their guard up over gender still. And it's it's interesting. It's 2023 and people it, still have their guard I mean, up about gender. And I think that what's interesting about the conversation, though, is that you do realize that part of you may have a misconception, too. Yeah. Like part of me might have questioned it if a nurse came in, you know, when I was in the hospital the last time and it was in the maternity ward and it was a male. Maybe I would have gone. Would I you know what I mean? Would I have asked questions? You wonder if you go, oh, it's a man, though. Can you do this? Like, is this a, you know what I mean? Like, of course, they're qualified. They're qualified to do it. But we all have them. Like, we can't lie and say, I have nothing against men doing this or women doing that. We all have our things that even in the back of our mind, maybe we question. But bringing those to the forefront in the conversation, I think, is important, right? It was really good to be part of that. So thank you to the people who did come. I wish the attendance was higher. And I wish that every city would offer something like this because I thought it was really, really valuable. So to the organizers of the event, great job. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to go here. Yeah, we've got misconnections here still to come. I feel like we're just scratching it's, the surface I on know. shit here. Okay, but that's fine. We'll do the replay of Missed Connections and another episode tomorrow. Yeah, we got way more stuff in store for you then. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Hey there. Welcome to Missed Connections. Hang on a piano is just a little far away here. Oh, move it a little. You can move it a little closer there. There you go. There you go. Oh, great. Okay, great. All right. Well, that does sound good. All right, so here's what we're going to do, everybody. We're going to tell you some stories about people who have had an encounter in the past and one can't find the other. So they told the story online about their missed connection. We read those right here on the Scott and Cat Show. This one is called the Thrift Store Guy. And I'm not sure who is uh, throwing the misconnection out there, but it is for a man. It was weird of me to feel certain feelings for you, especially with what I witnessed you do. But somehow I felt this odd sense of admiration for you, or maybe I just felt bad for you. I saw you stealing books from the thrift store. You're super handsome. I wanted so badly to offer to pay for them for you, but you ran quickly out of there. Too quick for me to have a proper chat. Is that because you're ashamed of the genre? It was a romance novel based on what I glanced at and the cover. Then we locked eyes and I think you freaked out thinking I might work there. I started to create a story about you in my mind. Maybe you're getting it for your mom. A sweet Mother's Day gift from a son that just can't afford to make ends meet. Don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. Sorry, he was stealing a romance novel from a thrift store. store yeah. Oh. That's you got that right. And and this no. person is speculating that was a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> I think they're trying their best <laughs> to not feel bad about the fact they think he's hot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they're trying to create a formula in their mind that makes sense for them to think it's okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Do we know anything Aren't, about this romance <laughs> reading bandit? Aren't they like three for 25 cents at the, at the thrift store too? Like they're not bad price. Oh, they're really inexpensive. Right? Yes, 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 yes. But yes. maybe um, maybe he's building his own library and he just can't afford to pay this. It's okay. I'm building a library. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm building a library of smutty books. It's for a good cause. Why don't you mind your business? <laughs> Help me get this in my backpack. <laughs> I feel like if you're into somebody who's already got a romance novel in their hand, the ice is broken. I mean, you should just shoot your shot. Go for it, dude. He ran out of there so fast. Yes, because he just stole property that did not belong to him. Fun fact, people who steal things don't just walk out of the store <laughs> and take their time looking for their keys. <laughs> I mean, not usually. 
It's an odd thing to take of all the things. Romance novel, yeah. Didn't want to be seen buying it? Is that the other thing? Probably. A little too embarrassed? Like, well, I like this one. Well, I mean, it's not porn. It's just a romance <laughs> it's novel. My, it's a story. It's my favorite author. <laughs> Can't be seen buying it. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That's an odd one. Uh, this one is called Saw You Hanging Out of the Streetcar. Oh, good, 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 good. Hang on. Just give it a second for the police to tune in here. Turn up your radio there, officers. Oh, I think they might be familiar. Hey, you. I was waiting at the stop to get on the streetcar, and that's when I saw you, Angel. It was around 10 p.m., and you were puking off the side of the streetcar. <laughs> you were trying to cover your face from the world while also trying to allow your night of old-fashioned partying to be unleashed onto the sidewalk. The driver told us to hold off on getting on as they assisted you off. Was that a vodka crayon I smelled? Ew. <laughs> A vodka crayon yak is awful. Like, that'll be with you all day. Oh, my gosh. The fact How many people sniffed- are getting flashbacks right now? Was he openly trying to sniff it? Like, wonder what she had. Like Smells a- like a vodka crayon to me. Like my dog. That's what my dog does. What did you eat? Wait. And some salt and vinegar chips. It's a great combo. <laughs> Will they throw you off the streetcar oh, for puking out the door? Yeah, I would imagine. Yes. Not allowed. Not, not allowed. Okay. Not All right. f- uh, frowned upon. Sure. We'll f- well, at least we'll put it in that category. I'm going to speculate a guess that there's nowhere in the rules on that ticket you bought that you can't puke out the window. But I understand this is a, a situation where we don't want people to do it. Got it. So better, this person in the car. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At least it was out the door. For that, she had the sense to like bah, out the window or door, whatever it was. I didn't know the windows open far enough for you to puke out the bah, side well, of it. <laughs> Maybe you have a tiny head. What if, what if you're in the car behind, or or on a bike? Oh. Well, just picture this. There's people literally waiting to get on and splat. Spl- <laughs> <laughs> and then you're supposed to board it. Like you're supposed to get on next. But wait. But wait, it gets even better. I like myself a vodka crayon now and again, but clearly not as many as you. I thought you handled yourself with elegance and grace, all things considered. (laughs) With grace. I hope you found your way home all right. You had another friend guiding you. I sat right around where you had been sitting when they allowed us on. I kind of had this weird feeling I'd like to get closer to you. I mean, what are you going to tell your kids? What are you going to tell your kids? How did you meet mom? Well, she was puking out the side of a streetcar. And I thought, there's the girl for me. It all started with a curdled vodka crayon on a sidewalk (laughs) (laughs) on a decent May evening. Uh, You know what? If they've seen you puke, they've seen you at your worst, you're probably good to go ahead with this one. Although this guy sounds like a weirdo. Stop analyzing other people's vomit. That, that's a good one to start with. <laughs> Terrible.